They say being an MMA ref is the hardest job in the sport. Granted, it's not exactly easy to be a fighter or even a judge in some cases, but nonetheless, there are a number of reasons to agree with that statement. Responsibilities, of course, include ensuring that the rules are followed, being well positioned to see the action at all times, and making those split-second calls that ultimately determine the outcome of the fight. Add to that the fact that everything takes place at a breakneck speed, and of course, there will be times where referees miss key moments in fights that have, on some occasions, affected the outcome of the bout. And before the video, just a quick reminder to like and subscribe. We recently noticed only a few of you are getting notifications, so make sure to click the bell and turn those on. I'm Bailey in from MMA On Point and these are the 10 biggest ref misses in fights. Number 10, Anthony Johnson versus Kevin Burns. We're kicking things off with an entry that was also featured on our worst eye-poking list, but it is so relevant to the topic at hand, it also has to be mentioned here as well. Anthony Johnson met Kevin Burns at 170 pounds at Fight Night Silver vs. Irvin. Rumble had already scored two KOs in his UFC tenure, and fans were expecting more of the same against the relatively green Burns. Steve Mazzagardi was in charge of the action for this one, and boy did he have a night. Firstly, after multiple eye-pokes and it becoming apparent that the game plan from Burns was to try and blind Rumble, Mazzagardi felt that warnings seemed to be sufficient enough punishment. Despite the now swelling eyes of Rumble and the near fight-ending pain he seemed to be enduring, he decided not to take a point. In another exchange that saw Johnson poked in the eye again, he dropped to the canvas writhing in pain and Steve decided to call an end to the fight. The winner, of course, being burned by eye poke, right? I mean, Rumble can't continue, so the other guy wins. That seemed to be the logic in the mind of Mazzagati, clearly not standing at a good angle to see the final poke take place, and only afterwards on the replay realizing what had happened. But the fight was still declared a win for Burns via eye injury, a decision that he chose to stick by. I can see MMA ruling being a problem here, and thank God we can use instant replay now, but even still, Steve missed a clear fight-ending foul, and despite trying, Johnson could not get the result overturned. Number 9. Jake Shields vs. Usumar Palharis If you asked a well-versed MMA historian to name for you one of the dirtiest fighters of all time, I'm betting a large number of them would feed you the name Usumar Palharis, a man who's been banned from more promotions than most fighters compete in. You stupid bastard! He has a well-known tendency to hold on to submissions after fighters tap, was suspended in the UFC for using PEDs, and in his return fight refused to let go of a submission and was kicked from the roster. He made his way over to the World Series of Fighting, and after capturing the welterweight title, was matched up with former UFC contender Jake Shields at WSOF 22. Everyone expected an exciting grappling match, and that's kind of what we got, up until the second round where a fatiguing pal Harris began jamming his thumbs into Shields' eyes. Jake complained to referee Mazzagati, who after the third or fourth attempt knelt down to remind Husamar to watch his fingers. But he didn't, and the more Jake poured on the pressure, the more pal Harris's thumbs found their way into Jake's eye sockets. He did stop the action near the end of the second and warned Husamar that if he did it again, he would take a point as a blood-covered, near-blind Jake Shields raised his arms, giving his best non-verbal, what the f bro? The damage was already done, but did that stop Husamar from gouging Jake? Like hell it did. Mazzagati proved again why he is one of the worst referees of all time. By the end of the fight, it looked as if Jake had been stung by bees as Husamar kimura'd him in the third and was stripped of his title and banned from the promotion for holding on to that submission too long as well. Number 8. Francisco Rivera vs. Uriah Faber in what was supposed to be a great bantamweight clash and another chance for Uriah Faber to make his way back to a UFC title shot, he took on hard-hitting Francisco Rivera at UFC 181. But unfortunately, Mario Yamasaki was refing this one, so something was bound to go wrong. But it started out as a great fight, with Rivera surprising everyone with his ability to counter the incoming takedown attempt and put on one of the best performances of his career. But come round two, Uriah began pouring at the lead hand of Francisco, and it didn't take long for his fingers to find their way into his eyes. But Mario didn't see it. Francisco stumbled back, 
backwards as Faber moved in for the kill, took his back and sunk in a bulldog choke, leaving Rivera no choice but to tap. Faber celebrated as Francisco clutched at his eye, which would require surgery to repair a cracked retina, while Mario looked on convinced he'd done another good job refereeing for the evening. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, and even the Nevada State Athletic Commission found no reason to overturn the result of this fight after an appeal from Rivera's team. You have to feel for Francisco on this one. He was performing better than he ever had, and it would be cut two years later after a three-fight losing streak. Number 7. Ed Herman vs. Mike Rodriguez it's no secret that in other sports, some athletes have been accused of faking injuries, diving, whatever you want to call it. Certainly, if you're looking for a break or for a foul to be called, being able to put on a convincing performance is key. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And believe it or not, we have seen this very thing in MMA. In the UFC, to be more precise, when Ed Herman met Mike Rodriguez at UFC Vegas 10. It was in the second round that Rodriguez unloaded a knee to Ed Herman's midsection, who was up against the cage and had no choice but to drop to the canvas. Referee Chris Tyone, however, decided that it was in fact a groin shot and stepped in to call a halt to the contest. We watched things back on replay, and as Mike Bisping suggested on commentary, bubble butt, bubble, bubble, bubble butt. there was no evidence that an illegal shot had occurred, and he even declared after the several minutes Herman had to recover that the fight should have been called there as a second round TKO. But it wasn't, and Tyone restarted the action and the fight continued well into the third round, where Ed found the victory via Kimura. Bisping called it a veteran move, but Dana White said it was one of the most disgusting things he'd ever seen. Mike Rodriguez finished Ed Herman, and then he won the fight. Number 6. Mark Kerr vs. Igor Vovchanchin one of the original monsters amongst men and MMA legends was of course the big man himself, Mark Kerr, or as a documentary title suggests, otherwise affectionately known as The Smashing Machine. And that documentary in question does a good job of giving a glimpse into a particular window of Mark Kerr's career. At a moment in time where he was undefeated at 11-0, had conquered the UFC and was now making his way through the Pride promotion. They detail the lead-up to his highly anticipated bout with Igor Vovchanchin, the Russian superstar that would be a true test of Mark's MMA skills. Hilariously enough, the documentary covers some backstage affairs at Pride 7, where the bout would be taking place, and even shows the fighter meeting pre-event where the rules are discussed. It is actually Eagle's team that speaks up to confirm the change in knees to a downed opponent ruling. The opponent is in the position when his face is upward. Is it allowed for him to kick in the face? Them now being illegal for that particular matchup. Apparently, Igor wasn't listening, however, as the fight became a grinding affair and deep into the second round during a scramble, Igor fired a knee to Mark's head. The ref did absolutely nothing, so Igor, clearly thinking, well, why not, began unloading knees into Mark's skull from the sprawl position. Seconds later, Mark was unconscious and Igor began celebrating. The documentary shows their conversation backstage later as Igor acknowledges the strikes weren't within the rule set and the match was overturned to a no contest. Still, that ref was literally right there and only stopped the action after Mark was damn near unconscious. Number 5. Alessio Sakara vs. Patrick Cote in what was promised to be a good old scrap, we retreated to a matchup between two MMA veterans in Patrick Cote and Alessio Sakara when they met at UFC 154 for some welterweight action. Both men needed a win in this contest. Cote was already on his second stint in the UFC, making a return earlier that year and coming up short against Kung Lee, and Sakara now a seven-year vet of the promotion but on a two-fight losing slide. Both men looked to feel each other out, but as most things often do in MMA, things escalated after Cote landed a stiff uppercut on the inside and the two men began slugging it out. Alessio began dropping elbows in the clinch and after knocking down Cote, started 
unleashing grounded pound as Patrick clung to a single leg. Sakara then proceeded to land no less than eight hammer fists to the back of Kote's head as Dan Mergliata watched on his face inches from illegal strikes bouncing around Paul Patrick's dome, waiting for him to seemingly go unconscious before stopping the fight. Kote dropped face first onto the canvas and he called an end to the action in what everyone thought was a TKO win for Sakara. But as a tirade of boos rained down from the crowd, Dan realized what he had done, calling for a disqualification of Alessio, but having somehow missed the strikes as they took place in real time left Kote absorbing a ton of damage that he really shouldn't have. Number 4. Seth Pazinski vs Tim McKenzie as a referee, you have to be ready for the unexpected. Given that at any time a knockout blow could be landed or a fight-ending sequence can begin, and it's your job to be right there, ready to jump in on the action. That being said, there are certain times where things can be a little easier to read, like for instance during a submission. If a fighter taps, we can all expect the ref to step in and end the contest. It's kind of how this whole MMA thing works. But for Tim McKenzie and Seth Pazinski, apparently those rules didn't apply. They had a great back and forth at TPF7, and two minutes into the contest, the fight had hit the mat, and as Seth was landing ground and pound, Tim Kenzie threw up an armbar. He cranked on it and referee Joss Rosenthal hovered around the action, seemingly content to watch as Seth's arm is stretched and breaks as he simultaneously raises his hand to tap on the chest of McKenzie. As soon as the tap occurs, Seth's arm comes free of the armbar and now with his non-broken arm begins to beat the ever-living hell out of Tim, ground and pounding him until Josh steps in to call the fight via TKO. MMA forums had fun debating this one and what many felt like was a fight that should have been stopped following the arm break and subsequent tap, but it's down in the books as a win for Seth and Rosenthal missed that one. Number 3. Charles Oliveira vs Nick Lentz Sometimes a foul is so blatant that the commentators, the audience, and I'm sure even the people at home can't help but shout out in alarm, protest, or even disgust in the case of Charles Oliveira when he faced Nick Lentz at UFC Live Congo vs. Barry. Nick, now turned Robbie Lawler coach, was undefeated in the UFC so far after six fights, and current lightweight champion Oliveira was coming off the back of his first loss in his entire career. They were both great submission artists and grapplers, and the contest was the fight of the night despite what happened around the halfway point. As Nick was returning to his feet after a failed guillotine, Oliveira saw fit to greet him with a knee while he still had his own planted on the canvas. Immediately, the audience began booing Oliveira, seeing the blatant foul that had just taken place as Nick began shelling up on the ground. Even Joe Rogan called out the illegal knee, but apparently, according to Chip Snyder, they weren't fighting under the unified rules of mixed martial arts that night. Oliveira rained down ground and pound as Nick continued to take punishment. The crowd continued to boo as Chip called out for him to watch the back of the head, as if that somehow even mattered at this point. Charles sunk his hooks in, rolled Lentz over, who tapped to his vice-like rear naked choke. The crowd began chanting bullshit in unison as Chip declared an end to the contest, and Charles Oliveira was announced the winner due to tap out. As an MMA referee, you should probably know the rules. Number 2. Henan Ferreira vs Fabricio Verdum as anyone knows, tangling around on the mat of an MMA cage with Fabricio Verdum is more than likely going to leave you unconscious or tapping to spare your life. Verdum's trophy cabinet of limbs and necks includes Fedor Emelianenko, Antonio Nogueira, and Cain Velasquez. So when he departed the UFC to join the growing roster of the Professional Fighters League, fans and media expected him to collect a few more body parts for his trophy cabinet. Apparently, Keith Peterson, however, did not join in on this statement. At PFL 3, Verdum was matched up with up-and-coming heavyweight Henan Ferreira, and both men surprised us in the opening round leaping towards each other and clashing flying knees. This led to a takedown attempt from Vadum, and after controlling on top was swept but ended up in his guard and wrapped up an extremely tight triangle. So tight, in fact, that Henan was forced to tap. But as you can probably guess, Keith Peterson did not see it. The hero began punching desperately, landing heavy shots in Vadum, and seconds later, the ref stopped the fight via TKO. The New Jersey Athletic Board took another look at this one, and it was ruled a no contest after agreeing Henan tapped. But it was a swing and a miss for Peterson, who failed to see it, and it led to a nasty loss for Vadum. 
Number 1. Selena Hager vs Amy Montenegro As a referee, you can certainly prepare yourself for the majority of scenarios that occur while inside the cage, but this is MMA and it certainly is an unpredictable sport at the best of times. Speaking of which, nothing seemed to be out of sorts to the Invicta 21 matchup between Selena Hager and Amy Montenegro, and the contest itself all went according to plan. It was a back-and-forth bout with plenty of submission attempts and scrambles, but it was pretty clear Amy was getting the best of the action. She tapped right after the bell. Were you aware of the timing on that as well, or did you think that you had it there? Until in the closing seconds, however, Hager locked up a tight rear naked choke onto Montenegro, who, with only moments left on the clock, went to sleep. But the referee didn't see it. The fight ended, and to the surprise of Greg Franklin, hey, it's Franklin. Montenegro was still face-first on the mat, unconscious. But because he didn't see it in time, the fight went to a decision, and Amy was handed the victory, despite not being awake to see the end of the fight. This is how you conduct yourself in a democracy? Hager should have been awarded the win, but she was not in one of the worst referee misses of all time. A big shout out to Luke Taylor for editing this video. You can find him and some of his amazing artwork on Twitter at cool2me underscore. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. Thanks so much for watching today, guys. Remember to like and subscribe. I'll see you in the next one.